0: You're listening to black messy mindful we aren't just put on this earth to survive i believe we are born to thrive but thriving isn't easy it can be very messy so we need to have the right tools to be mindful in this podcast produced by liberated well and hosted by me marilyn julia a licensed mental health therapist yoga teacher energy worker and artist storyteller And featuring an incredible lineup of guests, we're sharing with you some wisdom and wellness for the culture. Let's start the show. What is up, beautiful people? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Black Messy Mindful. This is the official relaunch. After today's episode, you can expect weekly episodes from Black Messy Mindful every Monday other than when I'm on vacation, because self-care is still incredibly important. So I will not be releasing an episode 52 weeks out of the year. I don't know exactly how many weeks it's going to be, but you can expect a weekly episode hosted by me and produced by our wonderful Liberated Well Productions team. So today's episode, Gratitude and Practice, is, I have to be honest with you guys, not newly recorded. I actually recorded this episode in November of 2019. I know, I know nobody likes old content, but this is not old content. It is so incredibly relevant to right now. It kind of blew my mind. I recorded this episode and then completely forgot about it. And a couple of months ago, I was going through my kind of podcast Lost Files as I was preparing for this relaunch. And I listened to this one and it kind of blew my mind with how relevant everything was to where we are right now and how much I needed the things in this podcast that I was saying that I had completely forgotten about so I'm taking notes on myself like it, it's it's really really relevant it's full of gems I really think you guys are gonna love this one and so I'm excited to share it with you we are talking body image and self-care we are talking abundance we are talking service, we are talking joy, and fully embodying the things that are important to us. So this was a really fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get into gratitude and practice.
1: How do we actually express gratitude and connect with gratitude in a real way? So I truly believe that gratitude is energy. Um, And it is very powerful energy. And so gratitude starts the manifestation cycle. That's how powerful it is. You cannot manifest anything if you are not already grateful, if you are not already living in gratitude. And it's not just about saying I'm grateful for, you know, I'm a therapist and I have assigned people gratitude lists before. There's a difference between just kind of like, reciting a list of things that you know that you need to be grateful for, that you know that you quote unquote should. Um, I don't like to use the term should, but oftentimes that's what's going on in our own head, right? I should be grateful for this. I should be grateful for that. I have a home. I have a family. I have a wife. I have a husband. I have kids. I have a job. But Saying those things is not what actually is the powerful energy that I'm talking about. Just being able to recite what you feel like you should be grateful for um, doesn't really do the trick. Gratitude, again, is an energy. And so to connect to the energy of gratitude to connect to the energy of gratitude, you have to really feel it in your body. You have to allow it to consume you and you have to really feel it. And like, so what I think is that there are certain things that we can recite And do it in a way that's mindful. And so, you know, taking a few deep breaths before you do it, right? Really centering yourself and grounding your energy. Sitting up straight so that your spine, therefore your chakras are aligned. Or laying down straight in a prone position is fine as well if you're somebody that can't sit up. um, Or if you want to go full on like meditation position, sit down in the lotus position, on a mat, on a cushion. Whatever is clever for you. Do that, but just making sure that your spine is aligned. So, if you're lying prone, don't um, have anything too big or bulky underneath you, Um, underneath your head. You know, you can have a little bit of a padding, but you don't want to have like too big of a pillow where it's like pushing your chin forward where you're not really completely aligned because you want to get that crown chakra in in, and the third eye as well and also not closing off your throat um in that area so so yeah so so really getting yourself into a position where you're you're feeling um present whatever that means if it's just taking a couple of deep breaths um it could be saying I am here Saying your name is another way to ground yourself and just bring yourself into present time. So hearing your own name, so speaking your own name will bring you into a present awareness. So another couple of little tips just to kind of bring your energy and call your energy into yourself so that you're fully present. And that's what I mean by being present. It's like we're in our bodies all the time, right? But we're not always fully here. We're not, our energy is not always in our body and rooted in the present moment. We might be thinking about something else. We might be dissociated. We might be feeling something else. Um so anyway, just making sure that you're that you're grounded before you actually recite your gratitude list. But then with your gratitude list, like making a different list every day. So if you wake up and you do it first thing in the morning, which I think is really great to start your day with. Starting off first thing in the morning when you open your eyes and allowing yourself to intuitively think about what you're really grateful for in that moment. Say it out loud. You might be, oh, I'm so grateful that I can lay here longer this morning because I don't have a client until 11 a.m. just allow yourself to feel it right so I was really feeling that and so I had you you I, I paused not intentionally not for dramatic effects but because I I genuinely felt that and even though it's not in the moment I felt the times where I can lay there and think that and that's kind of, one of the first things I might think in the morning and be very very grateful for that so I could feel that energy and really warmth kind of cover me So that's when you know, so start to figure out your body sensations when you really are in gratitude and there'll be certain things that you experience. For me, it's kind of like a warmth coming around my heart area. So it might feel like a warm blanket just kind of came around my shoulders or like a warm hug from behind, that kind of feeling, but it's right around the chest where my heart chakra is. And so for me, I felt that even in that moment, even though I'm not in my bed, it's what like six o'clock at night, um, but I could connect to that energy, so say it, pause, allow yourself to connect to the energy, if you're not really feeling it, then you probably need to pick something else, Um, and maybe, you know, you pick a few somethings. And that's why I think it needs to be a list, you know, having a few things that you can really genuinely connect to in that moment and feel genuine gratitude. So that is one way. That's just one way. And I think that's oftentimes like the common way when we talk about, oh, okay, practice gratitude. It's like people are very familiar with gratitude lists and thinking about those things. But When you're doing your gratitude list, make sure that you are present. Make sure that you are really giving yourself time to connect to what you say and and allow your intuition to guide you with what you say in the moment. And if you're present and if your energy is called into that present moment, then you can trust what comes out will be something that actually will connect for you. So remember, you are your guru you know what is right for you nobody else knows what is right for you it is you and the creator between you and source you and god you and and jehovah you and yahweh you and whatever you call your higher power you and yourself because you don't believe in a higher power whatever the case you (laughs) it is in you so you have to find your own answers. And so you, but, but to find your own answers, you can't find those answers if you're really anxious, if your energy is not in the, the, or the right place. So the first thing is really starting with some sort of mindfulness practice so that you can just bring yourself to awareness. The more you practice it, the quicker you can do it. So I can really bring myself to an awareness mindful state pretty quickly because I practice it in a lot of different ways. And it has, and it have been for a number of years. So practice, practice, practice with mindfulness. It's lots of different things. I could do a whole episode on mindfulness. Um, There's a lot of different ways. There's informal mindfulness. There's formal mindfulness. There's guided meditation. There's yoga. There's Tai Chi. Different movements. Dance can be mindfulness. Mindfulness when you are washing dishes. See, I'm going off on a tangent and about to tell you guys every way that you can practice mindfulness. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to say is there is a way that will work for you. So, but you have to practice and give yourself permission to try new things. And, and and keep trying different things until you find something that works. Don't try one thing and then give up and say, screw it, mindfulness is not for me, I can't meditate. Mindfulness is not only meditation. Mindfulness is not only following your breath. If following your breath doesn't work for you, like there are other ways we can find other ways. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled program. The other really um, important thing to do Practicing gratitude is recognizing gratitude is a practice. Gratitude is a practice, so it's not just about waking up first thing in the morning and reciting your gratitude list and finding those things and connecting to it really genuinely. That is all wonderful and all very important. But gratitude is also a practice. So if you are grateful for your home and every morning in your gratitude list, you Um, you can, um, so another, um, important thing to remember about gratitude is that it's a practice. And so practicing gratitude is the trickier part, honestly, the list and really, Really working with that is one of the less challenging parts of this work, in my opinion. You might feel differently. Let me know. But the actual practice of gratitude for me has been more challenging because it's not just about recognizing I'm grateful for my apartment and the ability to continue to pay for this apartment. Where the rent keeps going up in L.A. or outside of L.A., you know, um, it's not just about saying that, but it's also about then looking around and saying very honestly to myself, if I am if I am really grateful for this place, am I treating it as such? How am I how is that reflecting in how I'm living in the space? Right. So, is my laundry out of hand and my bedroom not picked up, and I haven't made my bed, and you know, the kitchen, the dishes need to be done. Like, I value a clear, organized space. Not completely empty. Like, I'm not a Spartan. Excuse me. I'm not, you know, I'm not a minimalist. I have a lot of things. There's always stuff in my home. But if I really am honest with myself and what I value, I do value a clean, organized space. I think that, you know, I really, truly do believe cleanliness is next to godliness, um, I do believe that it shows care and 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 that you value something, how you take care of it, um, you know, all of that stuff. So those are my values, but in real life practice, when I've had a really busy week, or I'm exhausted, or I'm not feeling well, or just I struggle with making my bed all the time, right? Um, then I have to be to be grateful in practice is also to be grateful practically and think, OK, if I am actually grateful for this space, it's easier for me to like pick it up. It's easier for me to make the bed in the morning when I wake up and I say I'm grateful for this space, for this place and this wonderful, comfortable bed. Let me make this wonderful, comfortable bed nice for myself when I get home because I'm so grateful for it. It just, it makes those things easier in practice. I'll give you a different example because not everybody struggles with um, their space. Some people, it's very easy to keep their home pretty picked up and organized. I've always struggled with, like, keeping my stuff organized, you know. I have a ton of clothes, and it just seems like they're always somewhere that they're not necessarily supposed to be. So, But I work on it, and I've been a lot more mindful about it because I've been approaching it from a place of gratitude, and the more I look at it that way, the easier it is. It's like, I'm grateful to have all these wonderful books, and so I want to make sure that they're all on the bookshelf where they're supposed to be and not scattered around the house in random places so that then I can see them and I can find the book that I want to read. Now, granted, I always knew where stuff was. That's the problem with being, like, functional, kind of messy is like you know where things are so you know and like I said functional kind of messy like my house is not like you could come over and it would be fine (laughs) like you could come over and like use my bathroom and use my toilet (laughs) like it's okay not you I'm not inviting my listeners over but you know what I mean like So, but, but I would like it to be better and I would like it to be more clean and more organized and more clear and just kind of have better habits about that. And so for me, the more that I approach it from a place of gratitude and when I come in and I'm like, oh, so grateful to have this nice space and to just be able to do, you know, with it what I want and decorate how I want and, you know, whatever, it it helps me to treat it better. So that's the one example. Another example of gratitude and practice is um, how we take care of ourselves. Right. So a lot of times people will say in their gratitude list, like, I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful that I have, you know, two working, you know, functional legs, like whatever, however abled you are, like being grateful for your physical form in some way. Um, because there are people who are all kinds of different physical abilities. And so but but all of us can be grateful for something related to our physicality. And so a lot of times that will be, you know, something that we recognize that we're grateful for. And, you know, I feel very grateful for my body when I'm in yoga class. And I'm like, Whoa, look at that. Like, I didn't even know I could do that thing. And I just did that thing. Like, that's dope. Thanks, body. Like, just saying that is one thing. Right. But then if I say that and then I treat my body in a really disrespectful way, um, I do things that are really negligent to my body. I treat my body in a way that like, I wouldn't to someone else's. For example, like, you know, um, there's there's a huge epidemic of disordered eating in um, in black women specifically and in women of color. And there's a lot of women that you'll talk to that will tell you they will not eat all day long. They won't eat. The first thing that they eat is at five o'clock after work. And then oftentimes people binge and you'll eat all your calories at the end of the day or not even necessarily binge, but just eating a whole day's worth or even eating a half a day's worth after you haven't had anything and you've restricted the entire day. and You've gone to work and you've fed your kids and you've maybe fed five or six other people but haven't put anything nourishing into your own body. So it's very common, um, so common that I'm actually putting a course together for specifically for eating disorders and disordered eating in black women, um, because it presents differently with us. And we also tend to be, um, our, our complaints are minimized in doctor's offices, um, Excuse that random smacking sound I made. I don't know why I did that, but it's going to show up and I'm probably not going to edit it out. Um, but yeah, so we tend to, you know, when we do try to talk to somebody about it, we're minimized and it's, oh, you know, you're fine. You're not skinny. You're not underweight. Maybe you're overweight. Maybe you're obese, depending on their BMI scales, which is bullshit. Like that's one of my points in my eating disorders for women of color class that I did last year was BMI's bullshit so anyway don't want to go off on that tangent but when you don't nourish yourself when you spend the whole day not eating and think well I didn't get hungry so it's not harmful that's not actually helpful because um a your body turns its hunger cues off if you restrict strict enough your body is going to say well Bitch ain't gonna feed me anyway, so I'm just gonna shut up about it and push on through till six o'clock when we hit that drive-thru up or whatever. That's what our bodies do. Our The human body is an amazing, miraculous, like, miraculous thing, and so it compensates, and it finds ways. It's not gonna waste the energy telling you that you're hungry if you're not gonna listen to it. Um, And it knows you're not going to listen to it. And it's used to you not listening to it. Um, It's just not going to do that. So you won't get hungry. But that doesn't mean that your body doesn't need fuel. It's like your car. Your gas light might not come on if the gas light breaks. Are you just never going to put gas in it because your gas light broke and it never told you to need a gas again? You still know at some point you need to put gas in that car. So this is this is human beings as well. But again, this is a very, very common thing. And I have a lot of empathy for women, because this is something that I've struggled with at different points in my life. When you're in periods of stress, it tends to come up more. And this isn't necessarily something that would be diagnosable as an eating disorder, but this is more disordered eating patterns, right, that are still extremely, extremely harmful. And so thinking about your body how are you taking care of your body are you feeding yourself are you nourishing yourself are you getting enough rest are you are you you know if you need if your doctor is telling you you need to take vitamin D are you taking vitamin D <laughs> are you on medication are you taking your medication appropriately and this includes psychotropic medita- medication you know i'm all about holistic healing but at the same time psychotropic medication And medication for emotional issues is is a very real thing. There are very real chemical imbalances for people. And so don't have any shame about doing that, but take your medication appropriately. A lot of times people, because they struggle with it, won't do it in the right way and they won't take it every day or they'll take it all over the place at different times and then this isn't working. Well, how are you taking it? Or if you're taking it and you're not supposed to be, um, having, um, alcohol you know or something like that like if the doctor's telling you this really isn't doesn't react well with alcohol or whatever else whatever other substance you might use cannabis whatever um, meth I mean if you're if you're putting other substances in your body that are harmful or are conflicting with the medication that's trying to help you again you know no judgment this isn't about judgment at all this is just about you asking yourself. Is this really in line with me being grateful for my body? Is this in alignment with me being grateful? And if the answer is, "Mm, I don't really think it is. I don't really think it is. Which oftentimes is the answer for me, then I'm going to make a different decision. And it might be a little slight adjustment, right? Like, You know, it might be, you know, when you're trying, that's the other thing. It's not up to anybody else to tell you. I've had this conversation with two of my closest friends this freaking week. This must be the message of the week. Okay. (laughs) The message of the week is it is about you. We are going into 2020. We are sending stuff worrying about what everybody else is doing. That doesn't concern you other people don't concern you. It is about you. You boo boo, you boo boo. So like literally 2020 is like, do you boo? Like period point. The reason I have to say that, and I'm saying that so forcefully is because I have, I know we all struggle with looking over here and looking over there and thinking about expectations from other people. So it's like, A lot of people grow up with a lot of parental expectations. That wasn't really my struggle. My mom was super great and was kind of like, "Do you, (laughs) you know?" Like I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't grow up just totally free to do exactly whatever I wanted to. But at the same time, like there wasn't like pressure, like you have to achieve this thing, you know, or you have to like, or I'm gonna judge you if you decide to, you know, if you're if you're gay or if you you know, whatever, like, I, I accept you, you know, so that was often, That was the message that I got, was that I would be loved and accepted no matter what, but a lot of us didn't get that message, a lot of people didn't get that message, and so there's a lot of struggle with expectations of, like, am I not going to be accepted if I don't act a certain way, if, am I not going to be accepted if I don't show up the way they want to see me, and I feel for you, I do. And I have so much empathy for you, and at the same time, like, but you can show up. You can try. You can make an effort to to find a way to be in alignment with yourself. And I really truly believe, like, we're in a time where we can connect with people across the world, across the globe. So you can find people who love you, and know those aren't necessarily your family or the people that you grew up with or your place of worship or whatever is important to you or your work or or whatever no it's not going to replace that but at the same time like you're not you don't have to be alone you're not doomed to be alone if you allow yourself to be yourself so that's the message it's like allow yourself to be yourself and, and, and try, and you know, when you're trying, I know when I'm trying and when I'm not trying, I can tell, I can walk in my front door and look at my house and be able to tell if I'm trying or not, again, some people, their home is not a good gauge of that, but for me, it is, right, Um, so you know when you're trying and when you're not, and If you try, like, the universe will meet you where you're at. That's the beautiful thing about it. That's the beautiful thing about being held in this universe that we're held in, is that this universe will meet you more than halfway, honestly. You give 10%, the universe will come and find a way to continue to carry you and help you to move into that next step and into that 90. Like, you're going to get there. But you have to try something, and so, going back to gratitude and practice, that's like basically try something, do something, make some sort of effort. And I truly believe being of service is is really an ultimate, an ultimate display, an ultimate example of gratitude and practice, being of service. For a long time, I didn't think that service was something that I had enough resources to do. I always valued service and I thought, man, those great people who help out and do things. I would do little things here and there. I'm not saying I never gave to any charity or anything, but I didn't really do anything substantial, right, for a while. Because I always felt like I'm too broke to give anything. Until a couple of years ago when it dawned on me... And I may have told this story on the podcast before, but whatever. <laughs> um, it dawned on me that I have my time and my expertise, and that's something of value. I think I, I it took me a long time to see myself as an expert in my field and to recognize like how long I've been doing what I'm doing and the fact that I've worked with specialized populations and the fact that like, I'm a still relatively young Black woman in this field and that there's not a lot of us. There's only like 2%, I think, of California MFTs that are Black, something like that, maybe four, no, two. I think it's two. Anyway, it's hella low. So I, I didn't... yeah, I just, I didn't see that I had anything of value to give other than money. And I thought, well, if I don't have money to give, I don't have anything. But one day I'm going to have money and then I'm going to give a lot and I'm going to have a foundation and I'm going to do all these amazing things. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write, but not gratitude and practice really just kind of like, I'll get to it when I can, but really I'm still kind of ungrateful right now. Like, can you help me out universe? I still feel very poor. Right. But what I realized A couple of years ago is that I'm actually not poor. Maybe it's been it's probably been about three, four years at this point. But either way, there was a moment where I had a turning point where I realized I'm actually very, very not poor. And I've never, even though I didn't have financial resources growing up, that I have had a lot of other amazing resources that are so invaluable. And so I just stopped feeling that way. And I shifted from that poverty mindset Um, a lot of people will call it, to an abundance mindset. And when I started to get shifted into that abundance mindset, then what I realized is that, like, I actually do have a lot to give. Like, again, I have my time and I have my expertise. That's when I decided to start doing more community work. That's when I started um, doing my sister's healing circle and doing drives for homeless women and different things like that, just trying to find ways to leverage my, The work that I've been doing um, over the years, and and um, provide some service, you know, and provide help and using my voice um, as an advocate for Black women with eating disorders, Black women just in general, um, and our health and wellness because that's a population that I've worked the most with, um, and think that I have the ability to have the most impact with since I am a Black woman, and so long story to basically tell you like that is what shifted things for me where I was able to find ways to serve and so I think there is always a way that you can serve if you don't have money do you have time you know if you don't have time do you have kind words there are a lot of people that need kind words right and like letters written and different things like that um Helping out a friend, I think that's service, you know, if you have a friend who is in need in some way, um, helping out that friend, whether it be, you know, financially or if you, again, don't have money to help out a friend financially, like helping out a friend with time, like taking care of your friend's kids so they can get a night out, like without them having to pay for a babysitter, like Whatever you know, if you have a friend that's sick or a family member or a friend of a friend or you hear about somebody that's like laid up and needs somebody to just come and talk to them for a period of time and like you can just you're somebody that likes to play games with people, I'm coming up with all kinds of examples because there is something that you can do to be of service that will feel good to you and I think that's the important part and this might sound slightly selfish. however, <laughs> like. Oh, we need to feel good about it too because we're not going to keep doing it if we don't feel good about it and so we need to keep we need to keep we need to do things that we feel good about and i think that's like the, the the cheat code like the ultimate cheat code to life is what like do what feels good to you that does not harm others let me put that caveat on there right um it cannot harm others but do what feels good to you and so you know you can find a way to be of service that's helpful for you. I know a lot of people who a lot I I know a lot of codependent people who will consider themselves being of service to their family and their friends for whatever reason. You know, it's like, oh, I have to go help out so and so with this, or I'm going and doing this and this and that. And for whatever reason it doesn't feel good to them. Maybe the relationship is fraught. Maybe There's some other issue um, with why it doesn't feel good. But for whatever reason, I see a lot of people martyring themselves for the people that they love and for their friends and their family. And it's like, oh, you know, I just know this person needs me to do this or needs me to sacrifice this. So I'm just going to sacrifice it. But I don't really feel very good about it. Stop doing that. It's 2020. Like, let's stop doing like let's stop doing that. Let's stop doing things for people that are not good for us. Let's stop showing up for people in ways that are not helpful for us, because honestly, at the end of the day, that person probably doesn't even want you to be doing that. A lot of times when people are showing up in ways that are harmful to them, or they feel like they're overextending themselves, when they actually talk to the person that maybe they're overextending themselves to, that person a lot of times will be like, well, I didn't really ask you to start coming over here and doing that You started doing that, and I mean, it was nice, it was helpful, but like, is cool. I'm not saying that's the case all the time. Sometimes we are, we are obligated by family or whatever the case, but you got to show up for yourself first and foremost. And so it's really, really, really important when you're thinking about being of service to do it in a way that actually is also showing up for you. Um, And so I love group and I missed doing group and so to do a group for Black women where we just get to once a month get together and connect and talk and, and support each other and talk about the things that we have to deal with in our in our community, in our lives, like, it's really um, special for me. It's really special for me. And every single time I get something really great out of it. And yet it's also my opportunity to give service and to lend my, um, expertise and the work that I've done over the years into the community and to create and cultivate a healing space for a population that I really value and feel very grateful for because really in my life, the Black women who have surrounded and supported me are like my foundation, you know, um, I mean, the black men also, I I had wonderful black men in my life, but not, but, and at the same time, talking about women and sisters and sisters healing, I can give so much and lend so much to my, my sisters. And so for me, that's super important. And so that's why I do sisters healing circle. I do it for the sisters, whoever shows up into circle. And it's also for me. And it's also for the community, because I feel like each one of the women that comes in and connects and and hears something that resonates with them can share it with someone else. And it it will ripple out into our communities, because, again, we are the pillars oftentimes of our communities as black women. So. All that to say, gratitude in practice and in an even more specific practice and some sort of service, I think it's really, really important. And so think about who you are. Think about what's important to you and what would feel good to you to get involved with. Think about the things that really bug you right now about what's going on. There's so much stuff to get involved with right now. Honestly, like, let's be real, 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 real. There's really not much of an excuse to not be involved with something if there is if that's important to you, because there are so many things going on right now that are really mm, horrible and wrong. And that need to be fixed and helped and need people working and on the front lines and compassionate people doing the work. So, yes. I'm off my soapbox now, but that there's so much to get involved with. And so think about the things that grind your gears or make you feel some type of way and try to connect and find a way to help out and and lend your yourself to serve because it really does feel good. And again, that gratitude is the beginning of the, the manifestation cycle and service really, 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 really helps. I really think that since I've shifted into an abundance mindset. I know that since I've shifted into an abundance mindset and that service has been so much more important to me in the last couple of years, and I've really actively made that that change in my life, that things have happened so much quicker for me. Things that I wanted but didn't even know how to go about trying to get have just shown up on my doorstep like here you go like here here's a big box with a bow on it of all the things that you've been thinking about and wanting to do you don't even have to go looking for it it's right here like that to me is is magic and that's the powerful energy of gratitude and so I think that's a good place to leave this so just to kind of sum up The three areas of gratitude, I talked about doing a gratitude list, but really being mindful and really connecting with the energy and allowing yourself to feel that warm rush of of loving energy when you actually are in a space of gratitude. So that's the first one and doing that daily, first thing in the morning and at the end of the day at night is really a great practice and also even just throughout the day, finding little moments to express gratitude second thing gratitude and practice super 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 important and gratitude and practice in like okay if i'm grateful for this how am i showing that if i'm grateful for my my wife or my husband or my my best friend like have i let this person know right that's a great gratitude and practice i didn't even talk about that but just like expressing love or or expressing gratitude to someone that you really, really genuinely are grateful for, letting your friends know you love them and you appreciate them and you appreciate the role that they have in your life, showing them that, right? So that's another way of gratitude and practice, but basically actively doing it, doing something to show that you're grateful. And then the last thing is service. Like, service is is, is really important and, and finding ways to serve in a way that are in alignment with you and that you love and that, that serve you as well. Your service should serve you. Hmm. I kind of like that quote. Your service should serve you though. I really, I really believe that. And so, um, yes, everybody can eat that. That's truly what I believe as well. And like, that's my mentality and going into 2020 and going into this new, decade as we ascend into this next kind of realm where things are just happening a lot faster like everybody can eat and there's an opportunity for all of us and so being grateful for yourself and is also like you know being charging what you're worth right? right I didn't talk about that at all but being grateful for your expertise and, and and being mindful of like yourself and, and things like that also includes like making sure that you're charging what you're worth and that you're valuing and, and valuing you and your own time. So make sure that when you're grateful, you're also extremely, extremely grateful for yourself. You have been through everything that you've been through and like you are here. You are here and you are you and you are doing it. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it. <laughs> Like, if you're listening to this, you're doing it. So like, be grateful to yourself, show yourself that you're grateful to yourself, and then extend that out to everybody else. It really has to start with you. And so showing yourself that gratitude, treating your body, mind, spirit with gratitude and in that grateful practice, and then extending that out into your relationships, into your family, into your loved ones, into your work. And then into areas of service and, and further into the community. And then what do you know? We're all like these beautiful, bright light beams, like all just kind of connected across the planet, like healing, because that's what we need to do to really heal. This planet is all step into our own brightest light. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am grateful, grateful, grateful to all of you, like, seriously um I've been getting beautiful messages I've been getting Instagram messages and emails from listeners just saying how much they love the show people that want to like help me out and get involved in some way it's been really incredible so thank you guys so much for listening and for sharing and I will see you next time so I'm back and the reason I'm back is because as I was sitting here and getting close to closing out the episode I was shuffling a deck of cards that I have. And I don't do cards every episode, but sometimes I'm called to do pull a card. And so I was shuffling this deck. I was called to pull a card. And this deck is the Flower of Life deck, the Wisdom of Astar. And it's by Denise Jarvie. It's a beautiful, beautiful deck. On the um, outside of the each card, there's a gorgeous flower image, um, like an actual photograph of a flower like a print and it's really really pretty they're all different and unique and then each card has a different um message on it and so I was drawn to one of them by the image and so I pulled it out and I was like before I close out the episode I'm gonna read this and then I forgot and I closed out the episode and then I saw it sitting there and I was like well shit gotta do it because again this is another thing I was guided to do and then when I flipped the card over I was like oh yeah here we go so it is a sign ask your higher self to show you a sign that represents your highest development for this life whatever comes will be the most perfect sign to breathe life into your highest will at this time your sign may be a color a feeling or an inkling a memory a guide or angel or something abstract or a symbol Imagine your sign is gently floating in front of you. Light energy and wisdom shine from your sign and saturate every part of you. All is transformed, giving you full access to your higher will and courage. Be inspired by this newly found part of you. Allow it to reveal your highest development, your highest path, what makes you happiest. Open your eyes and continue to flow through your day. So how perfect was that? How perfect was that? What makes you happiest? Meditate on that. Think about that. And that, that is how you serve. That is how you show up. All right. Love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to black messy mindful a liberated wealth production you can follow the show at black messy mindful on instagram and if you love what you heard subscribe to the podcast rate the show leave us a message or a comment and share with your people so we can all thrive